Welcome to the Jungle Thoughts Podcast, where we'll discuss the latest developments on Amazon, e-commerce, and more. Join Abe Shamali as he shares his decades of experience in online sales and marketing and has a few opinions to discuss as well. Here's your host, Abe Shamali. Well, hello there, podcast listeners. Welcome back. Hope you've been having a great week. Today is September 4th, it is Friday, and I have been having a great time at the Amazon Accelerate Conference. It went on for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week, and although there was nothing happening in person, it was sort of interesting. Um, I was originally going to take another hour of your time and go through all of the things that I heard over these past three days, but really, it sort of boils down to two main things that Amazon tried to communicate. First thing, first things first, Amazon very clearly thinks that the U.S. transportation system is screwed right now. They spent every single keynote for three days, no matter what the keynote subject was, telling people that they should buy holiday purchases early. Now, if you're going to buy for Christmas, they're really suggesting that you buy it weeks and weeks in advance. They think that USPS and FedEx and UPS and Amazon Logistics will not be able to handle the flow of orders. And um, if they spent all of that time doing it at a seller conference, I can only imagine that they're going to be repeating this message a lot over the next two months. So I'll repeat what they said, and I'll tell you to get your purchases in early. You absolutely do not want to be logging into Amazon on December 7th or 9th or 11th and seeing that the delivery date is going to be in mid-January, which it's entirely possible. It would be the second time in the year when they've had delays like that. So let precedence be your guide. Get your purchases in early, decide who you want to buy things for, and get those lists filled out. Um, it's going to be even crazier because you are not going to even have the options of going to stores last minute. A lot of stores are not going to have full inventories, and social distancing means you will not be able to even get into some stores. I'm going to imagine the lines at Walmart will be around the block. So yeah, get your purchases in early. So that was the first thing that they talked about that I found interesting. And the second thing that I found interesting was that they promoted a new tool called Amazon Live. Now, when I say it's new, it's technically been around for a little bit of time, maybe a couple of months, but this was the first time where they went into detail with it. I first thought that the tool was going to be sort of like a QVC thing where you needed to have a studio and you needed to be having a model and you wanted to really present your product in a home shopping network type of way. But apparently that is not what Amazon is looking for with their live tool. They went into detail and apparently the live tool is going to be an app that you can download on your iPhone and yes, iPhone only in which you can make a live video displaying your product. That live video while you are live is going to show on your product detail pages. So people who are shopping and seeing your product will actually be seeing you talk about your product while they're on the product page. Also, while they're seeing this live video, they'll be able to interact with you. They'll be able to ask you questions, make comments, maybe make a joke or two, and I'm sure it can go both ways. So this is an opportunity for people to stand out. I'm going to imagine that 
for people who are live, there will be little banners and things that pop up all, all over Amazon because this is a tool they want to promote. So if there is a search happening and you are live, your listing will immediately get extra attention. I guarantee that if there are 10 options and on one of those options to a search, one of the listings has a live event going on, people are going to click that option and you will have a much better chance to convert the sale. It's not going to be passive anymore. It's going to be active. Um, according to one of my clients in Asia, live shopping is a really big deal and apparently it's coming to the United States. So if you're feeling friendly, if you're feeling social, I recommend downloading this app and starting to play with it. Worst thing that happens is people don't buy. The best thing that happens is people do buy. Um, there's a first mover advantage and I recommend you jump on it. Aside from those two main takeaways, I think that the rest of the conference was really educational, but probably not newsworthy. So if you do want to learn more about what Amazon is up to these days, um, if you can register for this, I'm not sure if you could, but if you registered and didn't participate, you can go and download all the videos and watch all the videos. Uh, there's information covering essentially every subject on Amazon, everything from FBA inventory management to advertising to creating a plus content to getting started, like literally just getting started making your first sale for people who haven't made a sale yet. So whatever place you consider yourself on the Amazon selling journey, you can probably find something of value. Uh, if you spend a lot of time watching, you'll see a few bloopers and um, you'll see things like a 40 minute session getting a six minute presentation with 34 minutes of questions. But uh, overall, I would say that Amazon did a really good job. One thing that was missing and one thing that I mentioned would be missing is any sort of networking. And I got to say, um, I thought that it was impossible, but a seller event the week before has taught me otherwise. For those of you in New York, everybody here sort of knows that Brandon Furman has a monthly Amazon seller meetup. Now, he, of course, hasn't had it in the past six months because there's really nowhere for a bunch of people to meet up. But the week before Accelerate, he went ahead and put together his first meetup since then. And he used an interesting software called Rally. I haven't heard of it before, but if Rally can make this work, they really have a great market. What it does is it allows people to sit at virtual tables together, sort of like a Zoom meeting. But in addition to being like a Zoom meeting with a whole bunch of people and video, you can actually hop from table to table. So imagine a whole bunch of Zoom groups sort of next to each other, and you can hop from group to group to group. That really was interesting. And... um it really went smoothly, except for me not being able to get my microphone to work. I, I think was the only person who had that issue. But um, overall, it went smoothly. It was really, really interesting to meet people in a way which uh, I didn't think could have ever happened, except for this software. So kudos to Rally, kudos to Brandon for finding this software. And um, Amazon, you should have been able to do something like that yourself. I don't know if it would have scaled to all of the people watching Accelerate, but hey, AWS is literally what Amazon is good at. So they should have been able to stick their nose into this and make it work. Um, hopefully next time, or hopefully the world will sort of get back to normal and we can start having in-person events again. So that was Accelerate, like I said, two main takeaways and a whole bunch of sessions that you will find interesting depending on what you want to learn from Amazon. Um, Accelerate was actually not the only thing of note this week. 
on Monday, September 1st, Amazon put in place a new rule, which they had discussed earlier, in which seller information is disclosed to buyers. Up until now, addresses and contact information had been hidden. Um, apparently, there had been a lot of worry about shoppers coming to the homes of small sellers and bothering them for refunds. I am of the opinion that that's going to be overblown. Having sold out of an office and out of a regular business for many years, um, the number of people that came to the actual office to return something or to bother me about a transaction that didn't go as well as they liked was vanishingly close to zero. So I can't imagine that in an Amazon world, it's going to change very much. People just don't want to go anywhere. They didn't want to go anywhere when they bought the stuff, and they're not going to want to go anywhere when they return it, as long as it's made easy enough to return. Now, having explained that Amazon started this on September 1st, I do have to clarify that it doesn't seem to have been rolled out everywhere. Um, I just looked on my phone before I started this podcast at about four different product offerings. It was shown on one offering on my phone out of four, and um, on my computer, it was shown on one out of three. So out of seven listings that I looked at, only two of them had seller information showing. Um I really will imagine that that's going to increase as, uh, you know, as time goes on. But also, apparently, Amazon lets people put P.O. boxes as their address. So the effectiveness of this in revealing whether a seller is local or whether they're foreign or domestic or something else, you know, outer space, maybe in 2020, you can't rule that out, um, you know, if knowing more about the seller is going to be as hard as it ever was. Um, we will know legally information about them that's correct, but that doesn't really tell us very much these days. So anyway, um, it's an extra piece of transparency, but not that much of a piece of transparency. Uh, the other thing that started happening is that in search results, Amazon has started showing stores. So if you look for a pair of Adidas sweatpants, for example, in addition to seeing different drop-down results for sorts of sweatpants, you will see a link to the Adidas sweatpants store if they think that it's the right place for you to be. Um, this is part of Amazon's strategy of stressing brands as opposed to stressing listings. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. If you have a good storefront, I can only imagine that this is going to help your sales overall. If you don't have a storefront or don't have your brand registered, I would strongly recommend getting those things done because you will be losing out to people who have those things. You'll be losing out in one extra type of search and you'll be losing out as Amazon tries to shift shoppers over to storefronts those opportunities for sales. All right, that wraps up another week at Amazon. Now for some boring stuff. Apparently, Lionel Messi has decided to keep playing soccer for the Barcelona club. Normally, a player sticking to his contract wouldn't be a big deal, but Messi's contract has turned a routine happening into a story. Get this. Baked into Messi's contract was a clause that if any other team wanted to sign Messi before his contract was up, they would have had to pay his team 700 million euros. Not pesos, not dollars, euros. That is a lot of money. Of course, as anyone could have predicted, Messi decided that he wanted to leave the club a season early in his contract. The club said it was going to uphold that penalty on any team that wanted him, and apparently the Spanish courts upheld that term. So, with no team willing to pay $700 million for a year of Messi, Messi is going back. 
Now, I read the story, and I just keep coming back to that 700 million euro number. It's obviously a fantastically high number to discourage trades or to keep Messi from pouting his way out of a deal like so many sports athletes do these days. But who came up with this? Not a billion, not 400 million, or not some other impossible number, but 700 million? Exactly 700 million? Uh, I don't know. If anyone knows more about how this happened, please tell me. And with that, we can roll into the Labor Day weekend. Enjoy your barbecues, stay safe, and I'll be back soon. Thanks for joining us today on Jungle Thoughts. As always, your comments, questions, and show suggestions are welcome. You can reach Abe on all the usual platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, and by visiting xpstrategy.com. Make sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and tell your friends to listen too. Until next time, this has been Jungle Thoughts.